Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I'll be talking about where to start with your horse to build a better, more confident partnership and how Horsewise can help you with that. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Today, I'd like to talk to you about where to start with your horse and how I like to start with a horse. And this is after many years of being an adult amateur and not really understanding kind of the core fundamentals of what to do first with a horse. So I'd like to share some of my adventures along the way with that journey of learning. Uh, When I first started out with horses, I was taking group lessons. I was an adult amateur, as I said, not super confident. And I eventually progressed from there to uh, volunteering at the park police. I also uh, eventually acquired two middle-aged mares that were polo ponies. And uh, like I said, I kind of mastered the basics. I could walk, track, canter. I knew a little bit about kind of the general care and husbandry of a horse. But I didn't know a lot about kind of the fundamental ways to assess or understand what my horse needed or what they sense required from me. So for example, that would make me very prone to any advice that I was hearing. So I remember at the polo barn, whenever a horse would have some sort of a problem, let's say a horse would shy at something or would be reluctant to move forward, or would even maybe be a little too willing to move forward and kind of bolt. There was one trainer there who would say to, to us ladies who were riding at the polo club, he would say, don't let your horse win you have to be the boss always, you know, use your whip, use your spur, you know, be firm with the reins. Don't let your horse win. That was like his common response to anything. You know, your horse could come in with a laceration. He's like, don't let that horse win to you. So, so that didn't seem like it was super useful. Um, but that was the authority there at that polo barn. And he was a good rider and a good trainer in some respects, but he was not maybe giving me information that was useful. From there, you know, I eventually opened the racehorse adoption charity and I was working with a lot of green X-race horses. Didn't really know how to train them. That was kind of a detail, you know, that I sort of thought I would pick up along the way. And because there wasn't a large budget for training, I couldn't hire outside trainers. So I just would look at the horses, kind of get an idea of what they were trying to communicate to me. And then I would respond in kind. Primarily, I was working with these horses on the ground. They, some of them weren't ready to be ridden again. They might have been recovering from mild sports injuries. Some of them, I just was maybe not sure they were mentally ready to be ridden again and with any idea of going slower than, you know, trying to win a race, which was not my idea at the time of a, of a really awesome ride. So I was trying to avoid that kind of a ride. Uh, so over time, what I came to discover is that there are some core elements that a horse needs from its handler. And there are some very basic principles that if you apply them on the ground, will help you with almost any kind of issue or confusion between you and your horse. Most of the time what I see when people come to me for help is they either lack confidence in themselves or their horse. They're not sure what to do. Maybe the horse is responding in a way they don't quite understand and it makes them nervous. 
or they're confused. You know, they've heard multiple experts' advice. Much of it sometimes can be contradictory. Maybe if you're within it, working within a specific discipline, your trainer will tell you that you need to use more tools within that discipline. Uh, others who are maybe just more generalist riding instructors might have you kind of go through similar drills over and over again, trying to get something just right. But a lot of uh, riding stables and professional trainers don't really work with these core fundamentals because they seem kind of like a given, I think. But what I see over and over is that people don't have a good understanding of what their horse's behavior actually means, what, what the horse is trying to communicate with them. And then even if they do understand it, they aren't quite sure how to direct that horse and that behavior into something that's more positive. And a teacher I've trained with quite a bit likes to say, he wants to put that energy to a good cause, let's say if the horse is more energetic, or if a horse is maybe reluctant to move forward or to work with you in a way that feels like you know, willing, there are ways to request that without having to constantly tap, tap the horse or sort of nag the horse. So you don't want to nag the horse, nor do you want to try to shut the horse down. So all of those things can seem really complicated in the moment if you don't know what fundamentals to look for. So there are kind of three ways to approach how to understand your horse on the ground so that you can then understand how to work with your horse under saddle. And all of these things are very, very related. I mean, the most basic thing is that it really helps to train your eye so that you can really understand what the horse is the horse's behavior really means. So for example, if, if a horse is, is lunging around you, you're, you're lunging the horse on a lunge line and you ask that horse to stop and turn and go the other way, maybe a little too quickly. And that horse rears, you could say, Hey, my horse is a dangerous horse. He's rearing. But if you missed maybe in your observation that as you asked for that turn a little too quickly, your horse's hind feet were in such a position that it was really difficult for him to move forward, in which case he would simply try to get off his front feet. In other words, his feet were stuck. That is different than a horse sort of rearing out of, you know, poor behavior or frustration or in an aggressive way. Both, both, in both instances, the behavior is the same. The horse rears a little bit. But in this case, you understand what happened. And so maybe the next time you would be more aware of that. You might ask for that turn a little more slowly. You might be aware of where that horse's foot is that's a little bit stuck and set it up so that it's easier. Now, you might be thinking, a stuck foot. I mean, what is that? Horse's feet aren't stuck. But we all the time inadvertently ask for our horses to do something, whether under saddle or on the ground, without setting them up first to be in a good position to do it. So for example, if you were standing in front of me and you had all of your weight on your left leg and none of your weight on your right leg, and I jerked you forward, you would probably fall if I asked you to lift that left foot up or you would hop up to put weight on the right foot so that you could then lift the left foot up. Well, we do that to our horses all the time. We don't mean to do it, 
it's because we maybe don't have a good sense. We don't, we're not as aware. We don't feel that foot that it's stuck or we don't realize on the ground by looking at the horse, what foot he has weighed on. And so sometimes we ask that foot to move a little too soon. We just thinking move, move. You're not thinking that the horse has to shift his weight. So that seems like a really small thing. Once you're aware of it, it really helps with a lot of things that have to do with how your horse maybe seems to be moving reluctantly, or maybe he's moving a little too fast when you're asking him to do things on the ground. It's also easier to see that on the ground than it is when you're in the saddle. So when you're in the saddle and you ask your horse to move or turn a little abruptly or maybe move a front foot a little too quickly and he has his weight on it, that might just feel like, oh, my horse just balked or my horse just kind of hopped a little bit. He crow hopped. I, I think my horse is misbehaving. But on the ground, you might see that he still had his weight on a certain foot or maybe that he's a little tight in his hindquarters. Maybe he's a little more flexible on one side of his body than the other, just like people. Sometimes it's easier to see that on the ground if you know what to look for. And then when you're under saddle, you can feel it once you've seen it. So those are the kind of core fundamentals I like to look at. And it's a very easy and straightforward process to train your eye if you practice and if you kind of follow some key principles while you're doing it. It's not this huge complicated thing that you're going to need to study with a European master or anything like that, or you're going to have to buy a lot of specialized tack. It's just about practicing day to day and changing your perspective, being willing to change your perspective. Another part of that is sort of training your perspective also mentally on the information that you observe. So again, let's go back to the horse that reared a little bit. I'm not talking about like a black stallion rearing and striking. Let's say the horse just came up off its uh, hind end a little, its feet came off, the front feet came off the ground, let's say a foot. You could look at that information. You could feel really emotional about it. You could go, my horse is bad or my horse was being uh, defiant. My horse, I, I feed my horse every day. I love my horse. Why, why is he being so mean to me? You could be frustrated. You could be scared. It's reasonable to be scared when a horse is rearing on the ground. It's not the most pleasant, pleasant thing to observe and be around. Those are all emotions that come up. But if you can put those aside and just look at what did I actually see? What actually happened right before he reared? What, what did I see happen? What did his feet do? What, did, what was his expression? Where was his body placement in relation to me and to the lead rope or to the lunge line? What, were there any distractions outside? Was he looking away from me? Where, what was going on? If you can kind of tone your emotions down, you can get into what I call the CSI mindset, where it's like, I'm really curious. I wonder what's going on. This was not what I had planned to happen. What happened before it happened? So when you train your eye and then you train your mind to sort of review that data in a detached way, that's when you can really have some, some true insights. You can really understand the patterns. And horses are like people. They have physical patterns just like we do. Uh, some of us, I'm very right-sided, for example, very right-side dominant. So when I'm riding a horse, uh, my left leg thinks it's in the right position, but it's almost always slightly raised because I'm putting more emphasis on my right leg's musculature. So these are little things that horses have as well, just like we do. So once you're able to see that kind of thing and then also assess it calmly 
without a lot of emotion. It's not to say that you're going to be a robot, but just where you kind of hold your emotional judgment aside for a moment and go, what did I actually see? Not how did I feel about what I thought happened, but what actually did happen? What was the sequence there? The next step is that you learn how to apply that to yourself. So you might notice that one of the things that happened right before your horse maybe got a little stuck and, and lifted up was that you moved toward that horse or you, you really shook the whip at him several times and not, didn't maybe give him a break for a minute. And you can also look at that not emotionally instead of going, oh, I suck and I'm the worst horse person that ever lived and oh my gosh. Instead of doing that, go, ah, maybe my timing was a little off with that. Maybe that, maybe my horse needs it to be not quite so abrupt. Maybe I need to re-examine how I hold that whip. Maybe I was a little wild with it. Or maybe you didn't apply enough uh, aid forward. That's another totally valid conclusion. But it just, it's again about being calm, not thinking that you suck or that your horse hates you. These are two really key things to avoid. Thinking that you suck and that the horse hates you. Uh, or that you're going to ruin your horse. It's very hard to ruin a horse. And if you're listening to this podcast and you want to have a better relationship with your horse, the odds are really high that you're never, ever going to ruin a horse. You already have kind of passed that threshold where you're not, you're not that kind of person. That's not where you're going to go with this. So try to keep your emotions sort of down and to the side so that you can actually see and you can actually help your horse. So I've talked a little bit about the visual training your eye as well as maybe what I would say is the analytical or mental kind of keeping emotionally detached so you can actually see the information both literally and metaphorically and make good conclusions or proper conclusions from them. And then another third element is then learning how to put it all together with sort of physical things. How can you help your horse move differently? What is a simple technique on the ground, a fundamental technique on the ground that helps horses relax and become more responsive, be able to supple their bodies and move in a way that is balanced and sets them up for whatever maneuver you would like them to do successfully on the ground. And of course, also under saddle. So many of these techniques really translate very directly from the ground to the saddle. And it just gives you a different perspective, literally from the ground up of what's going on with your horse how you can help your horse, and how you can be kind of in partnership together. The physical aspect is, is really fun because, again, it goes back to some very simple techniques. These are kind of classical foundation horsemanship techniques. They don't involve special sticks or monogrammed halters. You don't have to play games or wear a special costume. They're very, very basic fundamental things that have been part of almost every fine riding tradition since the beginning. So it's very suitable and fitting that these would be the things that you would actually start with with your horse. The beauty of this approach is that you can be in any discipline. It, it, it won't affect your dressage horse or your reining horse or suddenly make your jumping horse 
want to not jump. It all goes back to these core fundamentals on the ground that then translate so well under saddle. And it really helps you build confidence because you understand what's going on with your horse. You understand how to direct your horse in a way that is meaningful to your horse and helps them get through whatever bumps. It helps you establish boundaries with your horse if that's an issue. Uh, I see many people come to me and uh, they don't understand why their horse is suddenly pushy on the ground. And usually pushy on the ground eventually turns into pushy under saddle. They might be dull to your leg. They might be opinionated about where to go or that they should really be able to graze at any moment, whether under saddle or being led back to their paddock. And all of these elements kind of come together in the groundwork and in the assessment and then learning how to direct your horse. And and that way you really do kind of get to the root of the issue and develop more of a partnership with your horse based on what makes sense to your horse and also what kind of goes to the fundamental nature of the horse, what they need to feel supported and also to feel well-directed and to get clear signals from their handler and their rider. Through HorseWise, I help people understand some of these concepts, help them build awareness, become more attuned to their horse's behavior and what it means, and also help with learning how to direct them in that way that might help that horse feel more balanced, feel more secure, and give the rider and the handler a sense of confidence and greater clarity as to what is happening with their horse and and how to get them kind of moving in the direction you'd like them to, both literally and metaphorically. The challenge is that my in-person sessions, both locally and out of state, have become full. I, at this point, can't fit any more into my schedule easily. So I've designed an online coaching package uh, that's customized to each person who would like to get some assistance with this. It's a six-week program. It's available on my website, horsewisecoach.com. And it's a fun program. It's customized to sort of help you and your horse with these basic elements and to set you up for success for the future so that you, in a sense, can learn how to coach yourself and coach your horse to move on with these techniques and learn how to help each other grow as a team. So if you'd like more information on that, please go to horsewisecoach.com. At the very top of the website, you'll see an option for a menu item for online coaching. Click that to learn more. If after listening to all this, you're interested, but you're not really sure about this whole online coaching thing, sounds a little strange, also go to our website and there's a contact information there. You can reach out to me. I'm happy to do a free consultation call with you to kind of talk through some of the things that you and your horse might be wanting to work on to see if this might be an option for you to consider or that perhaps something else would be a better way to go with you and your horse. We also have some free PDFs on the website that are completely free of charge where you can go through some questions and exercises with your horse to help assess where they're at and also to kind of give you ideas about what it would be like to learn more with HorseWise in our program. So I'd like to thank everybody for all of their interest and support in the education products at HorseWise. We've been growing much faster than expected and otherwise we never would have had to come up with an online coaching package. So I really want to thank everyone for that. And as always, I thank you for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.